You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back to Denver Hoops and Dreams. With me, Jeremy Nichols, we have Nelson Newth in the building, Jack Balsley in the building. Guys, first and foremost, we have to talk about the fact that it is crazy snowing outside today. Nelson, it doesn't look like it's snowing by you at all, because I can kind of see it. It it don't look. (laughs) There's no snow here. No snow there. It's it's about 62 degrees. I'm chilling. I'm chilling. Yeah, no, we're we we we're chilling. We are yeah, we're literally <laughs> chilling. Yeah, come on now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. This uh this 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 weather today. I mean, you know, usually when it comes to Colorado, sometimes they they hype up this whole thing about you know the weather is gonna change, it's gonna be yeah. a snowstorm, blah blah blah. Then all of a sudden it's just raining outside for like two, three hours, and then it's it's perfectly fine. Nah, this one was real. This 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 one <laughs> or, this or one it was snows real. and then like 24 hours the snow is gone because it's melted mm-hmm. away and the sun is shining and it's a nice day. So yeah, hopefully nice. that's one of those things that uh, happens for you guys and the snow goes away and you get some nice sunny days. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, guys. So obviously, um, you know, before we jump into any nuggets basketball. Any basketball in general here? How are you guys doing, Nelson? Talk to us. Talk to us, especially since you're sitting in, in nice weather right now. How are you feeling today? In Cali, Cali, Cali. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, you know, I have no complaints, and I always enjoy uh, the time we get to spend together. So, sure. looking yeah. forward to speaking a little Nuggets basketball. Absolutely, Jack. Talk to us. What's going on? Because I know you're experiencing something like I am right now. I was going to say, I'm not in Cali, so I'm getting all the snow. So a little chilly, but just working today. No problem. Loving life. Gotcha. 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 Yeah, it's it's always interesting with with days like these and, you know, when my daughter is not at school and she's just kind of being her normal, just jumping all over the place type (laughs) of self. So, you know, but it's cool. But I, I, I do like this, though. I do like the fact that she understands that daddy has stuff to do now. So when I say, Hey, I got to record a podcast. She's like, all right, I'll turn the TV down <laughs> to like 15 and I won't make any noise. I got you, you know? So at least she understands that at this age, it's beautiful. Um, Dang. For That's sure. great. Yeah. Hey, listen, five, five is not a bad age. It's not, it's not a bad age. Yeah, you know? So I'm liking it. 
But all right, guys, listen. So, you know, we're, we are right before the All-Star break. Obviously, the All-Star break is coming up this upcoming weekend. Um, and the only thing that we get to see this weekend, Nuggets related, is the fact that Nikola Jokic will, in fact, be a starter in the All-Star game. Obviously, um, we won't be able to see anything else with any other Nuggets people other than, <laughs> but no, I guess I got to mention this. Um, obviously, Michael Malone will be out there as well as, you know, one of the, well, the coach, mm-hmm. as well as um, the Nuggets DJ and the Nuggets, um, the guy who does all the announcing, who I actually met just recently, oh, yeah. uh, Kyle, Kyle Spiller. That's right. Aw- awesome dude. Awesome. Yeah, awesome, he seems awesome like a nice guy. Person. Yeah, yeah, he's he's great. He's great. So, um, but at least, at least there'll be some type of representation for Nuggets Nation, you know, while, while we get yeah. to watch, but, um, you know, even before we jump into just like the all-star stuff, because we will talk about KCP um, and we'll also talk about Reggie Jackson as well. But on our last show, we were obviously doing um, just some predictions for the Nuggets and the Hornets game that we, that we did see. And that game, that game was a little weird. Right. That game was a little weird. You know, the Nuggets came out, you know, essentially firing and, and they were playing really well. Then all of a sudden the Hornets just came back and, you know, took that lead. And um, it was just it was just interesting to see. You know, I think in that game, that's when, you know, Michael Porter really wasn't playing very well at all in that one. And, um, you know, just like like we had all discussed, it, it took it took uh, a, a valiant effort by the two-time, almost three-time MVP to, to keep the Nuggets back or get the Nuggets back in that game and to win that game. Obviously, he did finish that game um, with 30-plus, I think like 16 rebounds, 10 assists. He he did his thing. Well, what were you guys just, just thoughts just while watching that? Uh, Jack, talk to me. Yeah, like you said, interesting game. Wasn't really expecting that kind of an outcome. I obviously expected the win, but didn't expect right. the it to shift so odd, oddly, especially towards that end of the second, third quarter area. Um, but then again, for those who didn't watch it, if you just look at the the final score, it, it looked like they took care of business. Which by the end, yeah, they did, but it was a little nerve wracking in that center area. But I did want to give some shout outs to the uh, to Jeremy here for his takeaway. On, uh, <laughs> Jokic is a uh, triple double with the 30, 16 and 10. You killed yes, it there. Sir. Yeah, man. I was, uh, it was, it was interesting. I mean, I, I guess in my mind, it was like, um, and I, I'll be honest, I'm kind of sad that I did not bet on those exact stats <laughs> because I would have walked away with some nice cash um, because the odds of like the 30, 16 and 10 was nice. You know, it was actually yeah. nice. Um, Nelson, I, I saw you shaking your head when we were, when I mentioned Michael Porter, you know, just just what were your thoughts on just kind of seeing that? Because in that in that case, because I even tweeted after that game, I I'm, I was like, and I was joking, but then there was some truth to it. I was saying, you know, why does it feel like like Michael Porter is being affected by that trade deadline? Because obviously he was one of the ones, you know, when Bones was still on the team, he came out and was like, listen, don't trade him. You know, then all of a sudden his game just seemed to be tied into that because he was playing really well prior. At least, you know, there were a couple of games where like, okay, I like, I like what I'm seeing. Then all of a sudden, boom, trade deadline hits. And then it was like Michael Porter forgot how to play basketball for a minute. And it was, it, it was kind of weird. Just what were your thoughts just watching that game? Well, again, it goes back to the conversation we had the game before that, which I said, I thought Michael Porter had turned the corner mm-hmm. and then he goes into this horrible slump. I think he was 
three for 16 in the game before right. that. I think yeah. he had missed 16 three-pointers in a row at one point. And um, I was really pulling my hair out. And I said something snotty on Twitter about it. <laughs> and um, like, we need him to show up when AG and um, Jamal are not in the game. Right. He's got to show up and be present. And if so, he didn't score in the first half of that game. And then what did he do? First play that he got, he went in for a tremendous dunk that propelled him to nine fast uh, points in the third quarter. So he gets a dunk. He gets kind of an off balance shot in the key, makes that. Then he hits a like a free throw line jumper, right? So now he's feeling a rhythm, and then he hits a three-pointer. And I tell my kids this when I coach him, inside out. Mm-hmm. And that means start inside if you're struggling, and then start hit, getting that, that comfortable feel of getting the ball in the basket, which he did. And, and this is just basic basketball. If you're struggling, which, you know, he, he takes, in my opinion, as good as he is, he takes way too many outside shots. Agreed. Um, like he focuses on that solely. And instead of doing that, if he can mix in the repertoire into the drive to the basket, the mid range game, that kind of stuff is going to open up his game even more. Mm-hmm. And so he, I was really pulling my hair out and then he, he had the dunk and he had those plays and I was like, okay, please have this be a lesson to you, my friend, like, this is how you need to play if you get into a slump. The other thing is, let's keep in mind, again, another young player, another ascending player, but a young player still, an immature player perhaps. And anyone who goes through what he's gone through with his brother and then having a good friend like Bones be traded, right, right. I think there is some residual effect to that. Uh, he could be down. He could be... Um, bummed out and all those things would certainly be understandable so I think that's probably how the guy is feeling but I was happy to see that he bounced back in that game get ready for the greatest roast of all time the roast of Tom Brady a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, obviously, so we, we, we saw that happen. Um, you know, the Nuggets ended up winning that game and then, you know, they followed that up and these are all road games, right? You know, the Nuggets were already off of their homestand and, you know, there's a couple road games that they did have to, to deal with. Obviously there's a game tonight against the Dallas Mavericks where the Nuggets are back at home. Um, but there was one game after the Hornets game where the Nuggets did play the Miami Heat, where it's always interesting when I see Nikola Jokic go up against one of the the premier centers in the league, just one of those other guys that, that most people say, Hey, if I have like a top five, top six um, centers list, this guy is on it. And most of the time I do hear Bam Adebayo's name listed. Um, And it's so interesting. I actually messaged one of my friends. Uh, We, 
we, we had a, we actually had a podcast a couple of years back, just talking about just everything in the NBA. And I remember telling him this was before Nikola Jokic won his first MVP or became the player that we see now. And um, him and I actually had a, a quick argument about that on the podcast. And he was saying that, man, Bam Adebayo is going to be better than Jokic. And I, and I was like, listen, man, I'm telling you, I, I know what I'm seeing. I can see what Jokic is doing. He's, he's going to develop into, you know, this other player. And he just couldn't see it. He's like, you know, Bam is excellent offensively, defensively. He got the mid-range jump shot. He got all of this and all of that. And I was like, bro, watch and see. After Jokic won his first MVP, I did get my apology. And then after he won his second one, he just doesn't want to talk to me anymore. <laughs> you know, so it was interesting. So I'll tell you, every time the Nuggets play the Miami Heat, that conversation is back in my mind because the amount of things he was saying about Jokic and the fact that Bam was going to be this excellent player in comparison. So watching the game, right, just watching the game, and the Nuggets are, are – have how many games have the Nuggets won against the Heat in a row? I feel like it's like five or six. Yeah. Like it just it yeah. feels like the Heat have not beaten the Nuggets in a long time. Right? Yeah. And they only play them, what twice a season. So we're going about about three seasons straight in reality. Um so every time I see him play, and and there were five plays. I think Harrison Wind, you know, shout out to Harrison. He put a clip up of Jokic's just one-on-one plays against Bam. And I'm talking about it was just dream shake after dream shake, one foot step back, moving towards the basket, one pump fake underneath the shoulder. It, 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 he brought everything. And then there was one play where Jokic is just, he kind of lulled Bam Adebayo to sleep, made him think he was just kind of walking slow. Then he turned on the Jets and Jokic is already at the rim. And Bam is just now getting to the free throw line trying to block him. So he dominated. I mean, he, the, his point total wasn't ridiculous. But it was also because he didn't necessarily need all of it. He just he kind of showed his dominance against Bam. Um, Nelson, just watching that that game and just seeing how Jokic had essentially just control over the entire game for the most part. I know Jimmy Butler played really well. I know he was really close to a triple-double as well. Um, but just that matchup between Nikola Jokic and Bam, what are your thoughts about just how Jokic plays against them? Well, I just think he's too too skilled and too powerful for Bam. Um, remember, Joker is 285 pounds. Right. I think Bam is probably a good 250. Um, and he's built really strongly, for sure. I mean, um, Bam is definitely um, a great athlete and a great player. Um, but Joker seems to get the, you know, he can bully a little bit and get into space pretty mm-hmm. quickly. Again, I think the footwork is really the thing that you were talking about that's amazing. Um, I always think of Akeem Olajuwon as the greatest um, uh, low post uh, player in regards to multiple different moves that he used to Mm -hmm. uh, employ on a regular basis. Um, Jokic did um, the the one move where he did go for a layup where he kind of um, st- sidestepped and went underneath. Then he had the pirouette, like three turn mm-hmm. um, hook Ooh, shot. That was that nasty. was so sweet, yeah. so sweet. And you're like, this is just incredible how good he is. Um, and Jack can correct me, but I believe he was twelve for fourteen 
on his um, shots that that night. Mm -hmm. Um, Never need to correct you, Nelson. Oh, come on, my brother. (laughs) You're always always killing it. Um, So 12 for 14 um, on the night. And um, it was a great, it was a, it was one of those gutsy, dirty wins. Like it was, um, it wasn't pretty, but it was um, a nice win on the road that you'll take every time against a good Miami Heat team. And uh, both teams were missing some players, but I was really happy with that victory. And that puts us at 40, uh, mm-hmm. puts the Nuggets at 40 wins Absolutely. Um, at the All-Star break, which has never happened before. Eight less than last season. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, just an impressive win again. And now we, I'd like to see them wrap up another win tonight against, mm-hmm. um, you know, the Dallas Mavericks, but I was very impressed with that win and very happy with how they did it as a team. I think everybody contributed basically. Absolutely. Jack, talk to us. What were your thoughts? Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, impressed, like Nelson said, I was honestly surprised. Jokic, looking at it now had zero offensive rebounds, which kind of surprised me. Just really? because, I, yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, especially because the game previously against the Hornets, he was like, he was seven offensive rebounds to nine defensive. Like he crushed it on both ends. But um, yeah, with, with MPJ too, a little bit, as we have already mentioned, especially with the Charlotte game, it's just not a big fan of the, the high volume that he thinks will always just equate to points because of how high he's shooting it. Cause he was five for 13 from three. So you know, that's not always ideal. And I think that was even an issue we saw with Bones. And granted, I think, of course, we can all agree MPJ is more talented. But it's just it, it's frustrating when you get guys like KCP who really are, are a lot more methodical about their three-point shots. And that's why he's ranked number one in the league. So I, th- I think that overall, all around great, a little bit more nerve-wracking than Charlotte because it came down to the wire. But it really showed how gritty this team is because they aren't giving up these close these close games at the end like they always used to like mm-hmm. whenever i would see like 108 to 104 ish i'm like oh god like who, what's gonna happen here yeah, like yeah, yeah. they're gonna hit so they're gonna drain two threes and we're gonna be down by two and it's just gonna be a mess so you know just having that faith in them that i've had this season but really just seeing it in those neck and neck performances but uh to your guys's point too i just looked it up and since two April second two thousand seventeen, the Nuggets have played the Heat twelve times and have lost twice. Wow! So wow. yeah, I know it, it felt it felt like it was a while, man. Yeah. Oh wow! So they've been yeah. they've been whooping they've been whooping tail for a long time. Yeah, and so. I think we would all be remiss too if we didn't uh, bring up Thomas Bryant. Uh, yeah. Yes. Coming yes, in yes. off the bench, and I thought he looked. Uh, I thought it looked a little awkward for him. Yeah. Um, just because he's not used to everything, so I think he's going to get better. Oh yeah. But I believe ten points in um, limited minutes. Um, to see that kind of production from the five spot, um, you know, when Joker's not in the game, if we can get that every game, which is asking a lot, uh, that I just think we're going to be in such a great position. And then of course, um, Reggie Jackson, uh, will be joining the team. He's signed, sealed and delivered. We'll be joining the team after the all-star break. So our bench uh, when you bring things back into perspective, it will look really nice. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Now, um, so Nelson, you did bring up Reggie Jackson, which we will talk about real soon. We can that'll be our our segment right at the end where we just talk about what we see um, Reggie Jackson bringing to the team and how he's going to mesh with obviously that second unit. And even in, in there might be moments where he might be staggered into the starting lineup, depending on who is available, stuff like that. Um, but since we are about to hit the all star break, right, just a couple of days away. And I did mention that Jokic and obviously the coach and the announcer and the DJ are the only ones who are representing Nuggets Nation for us. But um, the three-point competition contestants, they were just released, right? And um, there were a number of names on there. Anthony Simons, Kevin Herter, Buddy Heald, Jason Tatum, Damian Lillard. And I'm watching this list being named, and I'm like, okay, where is somebody on the Nuggets? Is I mean, because I would think that the team that's leading the league in three-point percentage would at least have one guy be representing three-point shootout. You would think so, right? Yep. Just like we thought about the All-Star game, where it's like you would think the first team in the West would at least have two guys, right? Mm-hmm. Apparently, there's this there's different criteria. And I think that is also my question. So, obviously, just going back to the point, Contavious uh, Caldwell-Pope mm-hmm. did not make the three-point competition, although he wanted to be involved. So I want to make that clear. He wanted to be involved, and obviously he was not called for that. And as as of yesterday, when I did see the list come out, he was ranked number three in the league with three-point percentage. I'm not exactly sure where he is currently. Jack could probably let us know even better, but I do know that yesterday he was number three. And just looking through the list and seeing these other names, like Kevin Herter, he was actually 48th ranked yesterday. I think Buddy Heald might have been even lower because of, of he does shoot up. I think he only really shoots threes, if you're being honest. Like Buddy Heald <laughs> literally stays. If we talk about Michael Porter and his yeah. reliance on the three-point shot, Buddy Heald is that times 10. Yeah. Like he is, that is literally <laughs> all he does. Um it's guys like him and like Duncan Robinson. There's a couple of guys who literally only shoot three. Um, but not seeing KCP make that make that 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 roster of guys who would be participating in a three point shootout was disappointing to not only myself but to a lot of Nuggets fans talking about it yesterday. Um, Jack, when you when you first heard the news that that KCP was not on there, what were your thoughts about it? Were you thinking? Were you thinking that, okay, this this seems weird to me, or do you just like, well, it's whatever? Yeah, I mean, I'm whether it's good or bad, I'm kind of used to it at this point, especially as a Nuggets fan for all these years. Like they typically get shafted on on, on especially the competitions. I know right. all-star you can debate uh who's should have been gone, who shouldn't, but I feel like with the competitions, they're it's just not as flashy. Uh, that being said, it's a little weird to see some of these guys on here, not because I don't think they will be talented or that they're not currently, but it's like, wouldn't you want a better representation of who's leading the league right now? So I guess that's kind of my opinion on it. Not surprised, but disappointed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
The Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Gotcha. Nelson, talk to us. Yeah, I think it's irritating. Um, I do. I think it's um, it's weird. Uh, it's not because Denver's a small market town either. Um, if that was the case, then Portland wouldn't get Lillard or Simons. I mean, Correct. those two towns aren't any bigger than, I think isn't, is marketing marketing on yep. in the three point yeah, sure? yeah. I mean, yeah. U- yeah. The Utah, I mean, so even the Pacers have two people on there too. I mean, they have, it's a, it just feel, yeah, I mean, Indiana Pacers. I mean, it seems like a, a complete and total bias against Denver for whatever reason. And I just hope that, uh, as KCP said, um, we will have the final say, yeah, basically, is what that. he said. Yeah. And, and I think this is getting in their craw. Like, I think this is food for thought for them mm-hmm. to motivate themselves in a small way. Now that now the change is um, Phoenix is going to win the NBA championship <laughs> or Phoenix is going to Phoenix is going to represent the West. They're not even talking about Denver anymore. Nope. And it's like, you know what? The disres- let, go ahead and be disrespectful. We are going to have the, the last say in the matter. And um, when I say we, the Nuggets, and um, I think they will have that as kind of not bulletin board material, but it'll be in the background of their thought process. And I right. hope uh, that they can use that as some motivation. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. It it just, you know, like I said before, it just seems like the criteria for these things. It I think they're, they just throw names in a hat and take them out. I think that's kind of where it is at this point, because it doesn't it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. A lot of the the just the, the Nuggets players. I mean, Michael Porter, if you even look on that list, too, he's he's higher than a number of these guys who are on this list. Right. So. It just didn't make a lot of sense to me when I saw it. And I just thought, you know, like you said, Nelson, it seemed to be some level of bias involved. Um, but, hey, what you going to do? I mean, like you said, KCP said it best. You know, he he would much rather get the final laugh and win the whole thing. Right. And and to me, I'm with them. I'm with them. Obviously, we talked about Aaron Gordon. You know, obviously, he felt some some type of way about the the all star snub in his opinion and in a lot of Nuggets fans' opinions as well. So, listen, use this use this as motivation moving forward, and um, let's just win the whole doggone thing, man. Let's get let's get the championship. Let's bring it back. Let's bring well bring it to Colorado. Um, you know, let's let's get a nice parade going, man. I'm yeah. Nelson. Listen, if when the uh, Nuggets win, you got you gotta you gotta. I'm come coming back. back. Yeah, you got to. You got to. Back. Yeah, you go, we, sure. we, we gotta we gotta have the whole crew. Oh, for sure. Out there right? at the parade. We got <laughs> for to. sure. For Listen, sure. We, like, All aboard. No, yeah, did, no did, doubt about the it. Dinner the night before will be on me. Hey, hey, listen, I'm good. I'll take yeah. that. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> and I will I will take care of us on that evening if that happens. But um Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I mean, I uh, I think it's unfortunate. And you know, for me that's like takes away some of the the fun of the All-Star weekend personally. Like yeah. I almost want to say like I'm not going to watch that stuff because you're sliding my team and yeah. um and I think it's unfortunate because as you said, it makes no sense. And uh, my only thing to say is it is what it is. I mean, there's nothing we can do about it. So we move on, we march on, hopefully 
to continue to win and win the the championship and that's all we can do for sure for sure um now jack you know being being the stats guy is there anything that you saw that stood out to you before we get to talking about reggie jackson in some detail here um is there anything that 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 you saw that you wanted to mention I mean, yeah. I mean, I was just looking at uh, the three-point contest, and and I thought it was funny that so no one in the top ten of percentage currently made it, <laughs> or or, yeah. <laughs> or like all of the all of the participants are not in the top ten. Um, the lowest is Hero at seventy-seven. <laughs> at three oh no way! No uh, way! Lillard's at seventy-two. Oh um, man. And I'm going by three point percentage just for reference, but KCP's number two. I, the only thing I would say is number one's technically Isaiah Joe, but that's only on 700 minutes. So I take that with a great assault. Right. Um, right. Yeah. But uh, so if we're talking like real minutes, KCP really is the, is the guy. So um, yeah, I, <laughs> just as I was calculating all that, it was a little sad. I don't even think Tatum's in the top hundred. Yeah, he's no. at one hundred two. Wow, um, in three point percentage. Yep, at at uh, he's at thirty five percent. Um, and just for reference, number one's at thirty nine, and it, it's it, it goes by pretty. Or no, sorry, excuse me, KCP's at forty five. So the fact that thirty five <laughs> is is uh, is is on there is is a little sad. So you know. Not the happiest about it, but we'll, we'll see. They just I had mean, to throw it, some names on there. That's all yeah. they wanted to do, man. But they can't. I mean, can't you even just have a little bit, a smidgen of common sense? Yeah. yeah. Um, like, come on. I mean, don't you think that Nuggets Nation deserves this, like, accolades after being first in the West? Yeah. yeah. Like, can't you see that? Like, are you that blind to it that you yeah. wouldn't? And, and to have the guy come out and actually say he wants to participate yeah. mm-hmm. in it, it's just such a stupid snub. Yeah. Like, it's like, are you that are you that dumb that you can't figure this out, really, <laughs> yeah. honestly? Yeah. Um, I just think, you know, it's it's beyond the pale. And then when you look even at Aaron Gordon, and we talked about this, Aaron Gordon and Jaron Jackson, like – yeah, Aaron Gordon deserves it over Jaron Jackson. Like, give Correct. me a break. It's mm-hmm. another one of those slights. And um, so it is a little bit of, um, you know, crying over spilled milk, but I don't really care. It's it's stupid. Like, they should have him in the contest. And it's pretty blatant and obvious. Yeah. No, listen, you 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 guys both hit it on the head. It's it is um it is egregious at this point um what's what's happening but you know what listen um those are the things that we we cannot do anything about all the nuggets need to do as a response is win the whole thing that's right they win it and all this stuff goes away so listen just get it done all right that's 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 all we're asking that's all we're asking but of course moving away from the all-star break here um we will get to see our you know our new member of uh, the the Nuggets squad, Mr. Reggie Jackson, you know Colorado Springs in the building. Um, like you mentioned, Nelson, he is signed, sealed, and delivered now on the team officially. Uh, will not play tonight against the Dallas Mavericks, but we will see him after the All Star break. Now, you you talked about this, Nelson, when we when we were talking about just players that would be available in the buyout market and, you know, everyone else was essentially kind of on the Russell Westbrook thing. Um, and you your opinion was 
Reggie Jackson was your guy. Reggie Jackson was going to be the guy that if you if the Nuggets were to sign him, that would make you feel a lot more confident in, um, you know, just what's happening right now. So obviously now that he is officially on the team, I want you to have the first word on this. Just how do you feel about the Nuggets team now? I love it. Um, now you have um, really a strong bench uh, situation. I think Bruce Brown is not a point guard and he proved that kind of late in the game against even Miami where he had some bad passes that, and you know, if Joker gets mad at you, like on Mm -hmm. some subtle level (laughs) that you're, you're doing something wrong. And I, I remember a specific dump in pass that he was just not happy about. And then there was another turnover shortly after that from Bruce Brown into the post. So that's not his normal position. And I think he's done an okay job there, but I think if you have Reggie Jackson in that spot, um, that we have a little better chance of executing those type of plays. I think Reggie Jackson is an experienced veteran who can also hit the three ball. Um, I'd be interested to hear from Jack about what his, uh, percentages on the three ball averaging, I believe 12 boards or 12 points a game and six yeah. assists a game. Um, he just brings that veteran leadership that I think is going to mesh well with his team. And um, I'm really excited about him and Thomas Bryant yeah. and, mm-hmm. um, and can char with his um, good play lately. Um, and then, um, you know, you've got um, Thomas Bryant, like I said, I think the bench is going to be a strong point now and, um, you know, really helping carrying us to that championship. So I'm really happy with this move. I think it was a great move. And it's it's kind of a when you add in Thomas Bryant and Reggie Jackson into the mix, I you have to give Booth a solid A um, for the trade yep. deadline um, you know, timeline uh, where before this, it was kind of more like a C plus yeah. uh, with the yeah. bones, <laughs> the bones Highland move. You add this in now it goes back up, you know, B plus to a, yeah. and um, I think they did a good job. So, yeah, absolutely. Jack, talk to us. Yeah. I mean, for, for fans who aren't well aware of him being in Colorado, he actually was Mr. Colorado basketball. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if you, if you, if that's not a Colorado kid enough, I don't know what is. So, you know, I, I, like Nelson said, I I was more on the Westbrook train, but this is definitely not like a, Oh, I'm upset that we got Reggie Jackson. It's definitely a a great addition, a great veteran, Mm -hmm. literally polar opposite of bones. And and that's not a sly of bones, but just literally (laughs) a a 14, whatever, I think, I don't know, 12 year vet, something like that. So, you know, really, you really like to see that veteran presence especially because he's definitely more efficient of a veteran than we've seen on our bench um, compared to some other guys. And I'm talking vet vet. So I'm looking at you, Deandre Jordan. Um, (laughs) So, you know, I think my only concern with him right now, he's kind of been in a slump at least, at least in uh, January, he wasn't shooting the best if at least for the three ball right now, he so far in February, he's at 33%. And then in January he was 31%. He was crushing it at 38 before, in the in November December, so you know I I don't know it, it's it's tough because it's like you want to look at the the percentages and stuff like that and and of course there's more than just percentages but I, I think that it's important to note that's on the Clippers team 
you know, so Mm -hmm. it, 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 you have no idea how he's going to, I mean, you know, he's going to bring an efficiency to, to his game on the nuggets, but you don't, you really don't know how he's going to perform on the nuggets until we see it in action. So if it's anything like Thomas Bryant posting up 10 points in his first game as a nugget and being four out of four or five, like I got all the face in the world. Reggie Jackson's going to play well. He scored 27 once so far this season, a couple 20 point games. And yeah, I, I, th- I think he's got all the tools and all the opportunities there for him to be successful. And he, he gives me the sense that he's going to take them instead of waste them. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, it. it you, you said it correctly, right? Like, the percentage that, that you see and, and the slump that he was in, all of that is based on what his situation was on the Clippers team. Um, because we don't know how unhappy he was we don't know if there were certain things that that he felt about maybe his playing time all these different things we don't know and of course um you would hate for that to be the case but some people just need a different scenery right like that's that's what it comes down to for a lot of these players um and what better place than for him to be here right just like you mentioned mr colorado like you know being being one of those guys where i mean the amount of support that I saw the second the Nuggets mentioned that they signed him, all you saw is all these Nuggets fans yeah. talking about, man, welcome back to Colorado. Like they were just tweeting at him and 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 messaging him on or like posting the certain things on Facebook and yeah. making sure they tagged him. So the love and the support, honestly, I mean, I think that in itself would be something that would would help him motivate, you know, motivate himself to to, to be even better because I think it's a comfort level, right? Like there are certain guys you put them back in a place where they're just really comfortable and they really start to thrive. Cause remember if, when we, when we talked about Russell Westbrook, right. We talked about how he actually started to buy into his role when he was on, you know, with that Lakers team, right at the, the end of that stint, it was because he started to get comfortable with his bench role, right? You, you can't, you can't really produce the way you want to, if you're not comfortable. So the way I see this, and, and here's just my my general thought about the trade, um, Nelson, I mean, just the signing, um, Nelson, you said it correctly. It makes so much sense for Reggie Jackson to be on his team, because if you look at the Clippers last season and when they were in the playoffs, Reggie Jackson, it, without him, they don't they don't go that far. Yeah, like they don't they don't even play that well. Like he had so many big games, so many big moments, obviously, with with Kawhi Leonard not being there. So it was really just him and Paul George whenever he was available. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so for the most part, Reggie Jackson, um, he has, he has experience in these moments. Whereas like a guy like bones, like we said, there's no slight to him, but of course, in a, in a situation like this, where you're on a team that has championship potential, you need those guys who's been in those big moments. You need those guys who, you know, who's hit those consecutive threes and, and, and knows how to get into that, into that mode in a playoff game that's right in a playoff game we all know this is this is not just like every single possession in a playoff game counts you cannot 
just waste possessions and to shoot threes from half court every single time and think it's going to help you. You do that one or two times and that will, that could end the series for you, Yeah, you know? So the way that I, the reason I really like this, Jamal Murray is not going to have to play as many minutes with the second unit. Yeah. And that, that's what, that's why I like this because we'll get to see a dominant dominant first unit obviously with Jokic, Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter, KCP, Jamal Murray be dominant and then when those bench players come on Bruce Brown can go back to where he's comfortable because let's be real you you guys said it Bruce Brown is not the point guard we've had we've seen some games where he can distribute the ball and do certain things but that's not his natural position he is a guy who he's a help defender but he can also lock down but he likes to move around he's a slasher he does. We don't need him operating the offense all the time. We need him moving, yeah. right? So with Reggie Jackson out there doing that, Bruce Brown goes back to his normal spot. Christian Brown goes back to his normal spot, and obviously with Thomas Bryant, we see the potential. We know what he can. We know what he can do, you know. So I really, really like this this pickup for the Nuggets. It makes all the sense in the world. And um, listen, y'all. I think I think once the All Star break is over with. And everybody gets healthy again. Good luck yeah. to the rest of the league. I'm so that. excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really am. I'm so excited. I wonder if you guys could project also, like we know that in the playoff a roster um, or playoff when playoff time comes around that the rotation will be cut down yeah. uh, to either eight players or nine at the most. Mm-hmm. If you were going to say the three or four players that'll take those minutes right now, um, obviously Thomas Bryant would be one. Yep. Um, and Bruce Brown is number two. Yeah. Uh, does Jackson become number three? And then is it is it um, Christian Brown or is it um, Cancar at number four? Um, I'd get be curious to hear what you're your take is on that. Yeah. Jack, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, I, I do think that Reggie Brown or Reggie Brown, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do think that uh, Reggie and Bruce Brown and yeah, I would say it's Jackson, Bruce and Reggie are, I'm going to say the mo- going to be the most consistent because of their, their, what they've seen too. I think that um, with obviously Reggie and Bruce being a little bit more experienced in the playoffs than Thomas Bryant. But I just think that, those three are going to be the most you're going to rely on. You know, it, it's tough going after that because guys like Kankar have seen the playoffs, but it's really been in that thrusted situation of, of due to injury. And same with, uh, I know it was Bones and I know it was, it was Faku. Like you, like all those backup point guards really have kind of, they, had they hadn't had that experience and they kind of were thrust into it. So kind of, it is a nice breath of fresh air to see a guy like Reggie in there so that they're just they you know that they got the poise they got the they got the confidence in themselves a lot more than i would say like a bones and again this is not like a crapping on bone situation i'm just saying more because of his age um so yeah i i would say those three will headline it but one point i did, did want to make one quick before reggie jackson too it on reggie jackson is if you think of reggie jackson and both thomas bryant both of those guys were in such a weird position on their teams because mm-hmm. their respective positions kept getting hurt and then healthy and then hurt and then healthy and then hurt. So they never really could establish as like, okay, I am the backup five or I am the backup point guard kind of a thing with, with, with those guys. So I, I think for them having more consistency because of the nuggets, I, I, 
think that's going to be a lot more helpful for them to build their confidence on the team. And so that it does, they don't need to play hero for two games and then sit on the bench for eight games and then play hero for three. So, you know, it's going to be nice for consistency for all parties involved. So regardless, I think those two will be great in the playoffs and I'm excited to see it. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I think those same three that you you mentioned with Thomas Bryant, Reggie Jackson, and Bruce Brown, I think those three will be the priorities um, coming off the bench because I think you can trust all of them. And, of course, Thomas Bryant doesn't have a whole lot of experience, you know, when it comes to, like, the playoffs or anything like that. But I think just off his ability alone and his potential, I think that in itself you can, you can rely on um, because he can play. Like, he can play. He's a guy – very versatile, big, you know, he can bang with the big boys, but he can also step out and hit the three. And I think in the playoffs, that is such a valuable thing to have. Um, you need those versatile players. And, you know, obviously talking about versatility with two-way guys like, you know, Christian Brown, I think I think the three players that are probably going to be slighted by this, probably, well, Zeke Naji. Um, we may not see as much Zeke, you know, moving forward unless there's like an injury or something um even chanchar i mean chanchar has been playing well um but i think so i think i think his minutes um will take a slight hit but regardless he's one of those players that michael malone can rely on as well because he has been pretty consistent overall this season um so i still think he's gonna get some minutes but i think zeke is gonna we may not we may not see zeke um so zeke and and deandre jordan i i doubt i doubt we see deandre jordan play another no i'm kidding um but i think we'll see him um but i think once the playoffs start it's it's it'll only be by injury i doubt so let me ask you this question though so we have those three players and obviously bruce brown can play the three right right i mean he can play the small forward position but uh gordon comes out are you bringing in Uncle Jeff or are you bringing in Vladko? Ooh. You know what? I actually didn't even think about Jeff Green. I wasn't even <laughs> thinking about him at all. Um, I do believe he will get some playoff minutes solely because mm-hmm. of just his history in the league, right? I just think it's the fact that I feel like he doesn't overdo it. And I think that's those type of players, are the ones that you do need. Um, there are moments where Vladko can kind of do a little bit too much. Um but I mean, he's just, he's been good this year. He's been actually really good this year. Uh, but I think, I think based on Michael Malone, my opinion, I would bring Vlatko in more personally, but I think knowing Michael Malone and knowing the way that he likes to go back to his guys, we saw that with Will Barton in a huge way. Um, I think, I think Michael Malone is a, he, he, he has his guys, like he has his guys that he can trust personally. And I think that, um, I think Jeff Green is going to be a part of that playoff rotation as well, more so than Black Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I think as much as you'd want Flatco because of his, his consistency as of now, I think 
as we've seen with Malone in a lot of cases, he'll just kind of revert back. So I, I just, I just double on Jeremy's point. Yeah. I think the only thing that gives me pause about Jeff green and I love his game is, um, is his three point shooting right now is absolutely yeah. in the tank. Yeah, like he cannot hit a three point shot to save his life where Vladko seems to have that, um, nice stroke, especially from the, the corner the spot. Corner, yep. mm-hmm. He really hits that shot uh, with regularity. Um, and so that would only, that would be the only thing that gives me pause about that. The other thing, if you look at the, the way things were working out before the injuries, Vladko had kind of overtaken um, Jeff in that position. Right. So it will be interesting to see who he, who he defers to. And maybe it's a case by case basis, you know? So yeah, we'll see. Maybe, maybe. I mean, we we never really know, um, you know, the direction certain things are going to go, especially with Michael Malone, because, of course, he has his own version of his doghouse. Yeah, and we've seen that obviously with Bol Bol in the past with Michael Porter. We've seen that with Bones. We've seen just it's just certain things that, and I feel like every coach kind of has that in in some way. But with Michael Malone, it's very apparent when he does not want you to play. You <laughs> yeah. know, he makes that. It's all, listen, he he might as well just get on Twitter and tell people, "Listen, I'm not playing this person tonight because yeah. because it's the boy's so not blatant. playing." Yeah, yeah. We, it's so blatant for us as fans to see it yeah. um, because we're sitting here watching the potential and we're like, "Why is he not on the court?" <laughs> you know, but yeah, we we just we never know, you know, what's what's going to happen. But I, I'm hoping and I'm trusting in the fact that Michael Malone and the other coaches will make the right decisions going into the playoffs because this is a season right now where a lot of people, and I know people who hate the Nuggets, who are absolutely saying, the Nuggets scare me now. Yeah. Like the Nuggets are, I can see this being a championship team. And to start hearing that on, on national TV is, <laughs> is weird. It is weird. Like even for Charles Barkley, obviously he played for the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. Like even after the Kevin Durant trade, Charles Barkley was like, if I'm being honest with y'all, the Nuggets are still the favorite to me. Yeah. And that was surprising because, you know, he's a he's a bias type home guy. Like he, <laughs> once, you know, he talks about Auburn all the time and talks yeah. about this person, that person. So, you know, it, it's just interesting to start to see and start to hear these reactions from these guys who in the past they didn't believe in the Nuggets. But to hear them believing in, in the team now. And to feel like we're not, we're no longer alone in our belief system with the team is pretty cool. So it's just, it's just an interesting feeling. So obviously, guys, listen, um, we're about to get done with everything here. Now, before we go, do you guys have any last statements? Obviously, going into the All Star break, anything you want to say uh, before we get out of here today? Jack, talk to me. Yeah, uh, the Nuggets are going to get healthy. Players are going to rest that need rest, and so. You know, I count, I chalk it up as a win that the All Star break's coming now because it looks like guys like AG and Murray are starting to get a little bit more banged up. So I love to see them rest for a week, and and yeah, I got I got full faith that they'll go full steam ahead right after. Gotcha, Nelson. Yeah, I, I just begs me like begs a question for me about the two injuries with uh, Gordon and Jamal Murray. Like, are they really bad injuries right now, or are they just simply? with this whole week before the all-star break, are they just mm-hmm. giving them an extra time to really get healthy for the, for the um, stretch run? Um, Cause Aaron Gordon was banged up on multiple levels, uh, shoulder, ankle, rib, um, Jamal with the knee. I think maybe it was just a plan 
that they were going to have some time to sit down, recuperate, and get ready for um, essentially the the stretch run, as I said. So I really would like to see a victory tonight to end it uh, end mm-hmm. the um, run before the the ha- the um, All Star break sure. and um, continue to put the pressure on everybody in the division. A five game lead over Memphis right now looks really good. Yeah. Let's add to that a little bit if we can and see what happens in the second half. I am never been this excited about a Nuggets team yeah. ever. Yeah. And um, and that's saying something because I've been a fan since 1978. <laughs> so yeah. um, I'm super excited and ready for the second half. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I agree 100%. Um, just real quick about the injuries there. Nelson, I think I think it's the exact same thing you said. I think it's just a situation where they're making sure because of that, that little gap between the Nuggets and the Grizzlies, I think they, they, they're methodically thinking, you know what, we could rest those guys. Because yeah. we, we have the, even if we lose a couple games, and Memphis wins a couple, we'll still at least have a two to three game lead. And by the time the all-star break is over, you can build on that. Right. Yeah. So that honestly, that makes a whole lot of sense. And for the Nuggets to still have a five game lead after, yeah. you know, missing so many people right before the all-star break, it speaks to not only just the depth, but just the play, the play of of the team, the play of Nikola Jokic. Um, you know, it just shows that this team is is a different team than what we've seen in the past. So Obviously, there is some serious potential here, and we expect a championship by the end of this season. So, Nuggets, make it happen. All right? There's no excuses. I don't want to hear nothing about nothing is is in pain, nothing. Get it done. Okay? Get it done. All right, y'all. Listen, everybody who's listening right now, this is always always a pleasure, you know, hanging with my guys here talking Nuggets basketball. Um, You know, all-star break about to come up. Let's enjoy this weekend. Make sure you guys spend time with your family. Relax, cherish these moments, and let's watch Nikola Jokic be the all-star game MVP. All right? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, Sounds sir. good. Absolutely, guys. So listen, next episode, we will be back. More than likely, we'll we'll probably do another episode maybe right before the weekend. But we'll see. We'll, see. we'll kind of play everything by ear, see how it goes, see what, what topics we can discuss before everything is all said and done. But uh, we'll be back in full swing next week. Um, with our multiple episodes and everything discussing, obviously, Nikola Jokic's performance at the All-Star Game. If he decides to even take it seriously, we don't know. Um, And then, of course, we'll see how – because you never know. Jamal Murray might actually play tonight. We don't know. We don't know how the team is going to play things out. So let's just just see how it goes. But obviously, like we say all the time, go Nuggets. Go Nuggets. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Nelson, you, I'm, about to say, I'm about to say, Nelson, you don't got, I know you like to say something real cool at the end. <laughs> uh, I, just, I just got a simple one. Peace. Peace. There you like go. That. All right, y'all. All right.